Hi, I'm Tony Hines, and you're listening to the Chain Reaction Podcast, all about supply chain advantage. So, let's get started. Over the years, I've spoken to many managers, boards of directors, and line operatives, and I've asked them the question, what does it mean to be cost-effective in your organization? And when they give me the answer, they talk about cost-cutting, cost-reduction, cost-saving. They talk about focusing on cost. They talk about budgeting properly. They talk about all those things, but they miss the point somewhat. What they should be talking about is being cost-effective. And being cost-effective means getting the best out of the resources that are available to you. So that's how you use time, how you use machines, how you use people, how you combine teams, people, machines, etc. How you use those resources to get the best for your organization. So let's talk about what it means to be cost-effective. What does it mean to be cost-effective? Many talk about cost savings, cost-cutting, or cost-reduction, which is insufficient. Being cost-effective is better described as getting the best output from a given set of resources, be that money, people, materials, machinery, property, or time. It's what all good managers do daily. It's an attitude of mind. It's a skill that can be fostered, developed, and learned by all people in the organization, And in this respect, it's a culture for the organization. The common sense approach to business should tell us that it's essential to get the most out of all the available resources. People are the most expandable resource that the organization has at its disposal. And from this point of view, it's very important that we use talents wisely. It's important to motivate those employees to achieve the business objectives at the lowest possible cost. Managers, too, are part of these human resources. If we recognise the fact, then it makes sense to harness talents of people to work together in teams that can achieve the business objectives at the lowest possible cost combination. It may, however, be necessary to incur extra costs initially in training and developing people so that they can make a more effective, cost-effective contribution. The cost, or rather the investment, can be recouped quickly in the short term through the benefits provided by employees and establishing cost-effective solutions to immediate problems, they will repay the cost many times over in the longer term. As a consultant and project manager for a number of in-company management development programs, one of my major objectives has been to develop cost awareness and management skills. These enable people to implement cost-effective solutions to work-based problems, and the programs offer supervisors and managers the opportunity to consider solutions to problems in their own domain at work, through action learning, learning on the job. The aim is to provide a solution which will solve problems at the lowest possible cost without lowering the quality of the solution, which distinguishes a cost-effective solution from cost-cutting. Being cost-effective is an attitude of mind. Some people have developed the skill outside of work, but fail to practice it when they're in work. This may be for a variety of reasons. For example, When we buy food or items for the home, we make choices with regard to what we buy and whom we buy from, what quality is acceptable, what price we're prepared to pay, and we have to consider what our personal objectives are to satisfy the needs that we have. There are many instances at work where we have the opportunity to develop this skill further. It may be directly transferable to material purchases, 
labor utilization, machinery purchase, hire, or use. Or the skill can be translated to take account of such things as how we use time, machines, our own time, and the team's time, how and to whom we allocate tasks, how we allocate or apportion budget sums, and so on. If this attitude of mind can be developed throughout the workforce, then people not only become cost-conscious, but more cost-effective. The first stage, of course, is to raise awareness of possibilities. To become cost-conscious and subsequently cost-effective, it's essential that all employees are provided with information. They need the data. This information needs to be relevant and timely. It doesn't need to include every detail regarding operations, and we don't want information overload, which reduces effectiveness in the work team. We simply want some headlight figures that stand out on which we can take action. It's what many refer to in this modern age as having a dashboard. And what they mean by that is having some numbers that they can use as proxies for what's going on in key parts of the business. It's surprising to see how little some employees know about cost or indeed their own actions and how that affects cost in the workplace and the reluctance of many managers to discuss costs with their work teams. I used to refer to this as managing by mushroom or keeping people in the dark. One particular example is where an employee was using a very expensive kiln to dry parts and running the oven round the clock, unaware of the cost. It took the appointment of a new manager to find out if this was necessary. The operator, once he understood that this wasn't very efficient, decided to batch production items to reduce the cost of using that particular kiln. And that saved large sums of money, not just in a week, not just in a month, but over the year. There are lessons to learn when we think about being cost-effective. First lesson is that to be cost-effective, the work team must be aware of the costs within their control. What can they directly influence by their actions? They need to know. It's a manager's responsibility to communicate facts to the work team, to ask the right questions, to ensure that the necessary appropriate information is supplied, and to ensure that the team is cost-effective. By carrying out lessons one and two, the right conditions to foster an attitude of cost awareness and cost-effectiveness are created. And number four, the team members themselves should be able to think of cost-effective solutions to their own problems. So they need to accept some responsibility. They need to recognize and identify problems and reduce claims on management time, provide quicker solutions with immediate benefits. And that is the big game-changer for many organizations. This flattening down of decisions and responsibility without the need to refer things upwards. It was one of the great results from Kaizen. Too often a problem has not been recognized because team members are not aware of the cost and managers have either been unwilling or unable to communicate with the team regarding cost. It might have been management policy to withhold information or the particular manager's style of keeping things to themselves. Problems arise through the inability of managers to use the figures at their disposal and failure to recognize their own or the work team's weaknesses or gaps, which could be plugged through training to enable all concerned 
to make more sense of cost, budget sensibly, and achieve better results is a necessary condition. Whatever the reasons, these are lessons that must be learned if the organisation is to become cost-effective and the culture is to be across the organisation. In this culture, the work team will always be looking to get the best from their limited resources by being cost-effective, unit costs will fall, efficiency will rise, flexible responses will be achieved by pushing the decisions to the immediate team and this allows a degree of freedom in developing successful responses to the uncontrollable aspects of the business such as changing markets, political and legislative changes, technological developments and competitor actions. Managers in every function encompassing all aspects of the business have a part to play in developing the culture. So it's time to become cost effective. When I've worked with teams on improving cost effectiveness in any organization. I've always liked to work with relatively small groups and explain key concepts to them about costs that might be in their control. And it's been about a dialogue, really, not just telling them about cost, although making people aware of what costs are within their control is part of my role in this. But actually, it's more important than that. It's important to listen to what the team members have to say about how they work in their own operation on a daily basis. And let them tell me how they think about cost, their attitude to cost, what they can do about cost, what are the blockages and barriers to improving cost effectiveness in their own organization or in their own team or in their own particular role. And it's about having this conversation on a regular basis and then having small projects to work on where they can see some immediate benefits from the inputs that I'm providing and they're giving me to focus on key areas in the workplace. And then they can demonstrate to their managers how things could be better. And once you begin to understand how things can be better and you get this involvement and buy-in from the teams and improvements are visible, that in itself is very rewarding for everybody concerned. And that's one of the key reasons to think about embedding this kind of culture of being cost-effective in your own organisation. And remember, it's not just about cost cutting, it's not just about cost saving, it's not just about cost reduction, but it's working out how to be effective in everything you do. The use of time, the use of machines, the use of all resources, including people and including yourself, and the way you manage those processes in that organisation is the key to having a better workplace understanding and improvement in operations. Well, let's continue with the thought of being cost effective, but perhaps in a different way. If we think back to the principles of lean management, lean thinking, one of the key concepts was essentially to do more with less. And in a way, when you are cost effective, that's one of the things that you are in fact doing. You're using the resources to achieve an objective effectively. Notice I say effectively. So it's not just 
lowest cost. It's an effective way to think about cost, how to be effective with cost, how to use resources effectively. And if you think about using resources effectively, that should lower cost overall, even if some resources are consumed with a slightly higher cost, overall, the total cost should be lowered. One of the other principles, of course, from Lean was the idea of removing muda, the waste. Get rid of the waste. And if we think about a cost-effective solution, in essence, you're trying to be effective in achieving the objective and efficient in the way you perform the objective to create value for the customer. And it's all about creating value that the customer is prepared to pay for. And so that too is a cost-effective strategy. Agility, of course, is one way to deal with risk. And we've talked quite a bit about agility and how to be responsive when the unexpected happens. And if you listen back to my podcast on the unexpected, predicting the unpredictable, then you'll get some idea of what agility is and why it's important to manage risk. But it's not just agility that's important, although agility is right up there. It's also about being lean and not forgetting lean thinking, lean principles, and ensuring that costs are kept low. And when we talk about costs being kept low, I want to put this in the context of what we're talking about in this episode, which is about developing cost-effective teams. We want to keep costs low, and we need teams to be responsible for costs in their control. And we need to ensure that the team understands which costs they can actually effect or impact through their actions. And that's the role of the manager in charge of a particular team. So, yes, it's the role of the manager, but it has to be shared with the team so they understand what they can do to contribute to being cost-effective. And cost-effectiveness is not something that goes away because we put agility up the agenda because we're managing risk. It's something we need to keep hold of and remember and learn the lessons. And more than ever, although Lean had its biggest gains in mass manufacturing industry, it applies to every aspect of business and every aspect of the supply chain. So Lean principles are still very important. Leadership is another aspect of developing culture amongst teams. It's about setting the direction for the team. It's about motivating the team. And perhaps most of all, about coaching team members. And so in this particular context of developing a cost-effective team, we can think about the leader 
of the team as a coach, a cost coach, a coach that shows the team how to seek out cost, where the cost is, what impact they're having on that cost, and how that cost needs to be controlled. So the leader's approach is very important. It's it's an essential role. So we mustn't forget that the leader is the coach. And what do coaches do? Well, they have a game plan. All the best coaches have game plans. They identify the problems. They know how to reduce the impact of those problems. And they motivate the team to overcome the problems. And in that role, what they are actually doing is embedding a culture in the organization. And this embedding of culture, when it comes to cost, is paramount. So, develop the next leader. That's your task. Okay, well, that's it for this episode of Chain Reaction, Developing Cost-Effective Teams. I hope you've enjoyed the episode, and I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Chain Reaction Podcast, written and presented by Tony Hines. Thank you.